Today we are getting specific, we are getting granular, we're going into detail, we are pulling all of the facts we have covered about ionization energy together. Make sure you're up to speed, check out the other episodes, because this episode is going to build on all of that knowledge we've been covering, and it's going to come together all nicely, and you're going to feel great and confident and ready to tackle your A-level chemistry exam. Let's get specific. We're talking about the impact of subshell structure on ionization energy. The impact of subshell structure is enough to sometimes outweigh and contrast general trends in ionization energy. These general trends are covered in the previous episode, so make sure you check them out. But we're going to look at some examples of subshell impact. A really important example of this is the difference in ionization energies between magnesium and aluminium within period three. They're in the same period, and so we would expect aluminum's ionization energy to be greater due to a greater nuclear charge. But are you ready for a plot twist? The ionization energies are Mg is 738 kilojoules per mole, and aluminium is 578 kilojoules per mole. Ooh, these values do not align with the general trend that we predicted. What's going on? We have to look at subshell structure of these atoms to understand. So Mg, the electron structure, is 1s2, 2s2, 2p6, 3s2. So the first ionization energy removes an electron from the 3s orbital. Now, if we move over to Al, that has an electron structure of 1s2, 2s2, 2p6, 3s2, 3p1. So the first ionization energy removes an electron from the 3p orbital. Now, subshell energies, the 3p orbital is further from the nucleus on average than the 3s orbital. So this orbital has a higher energy and its electrons have a lower electrostatic attraction to the positive nucleus. It is also slightly shielded by the 3s2 electrons. Hence, it's easier to ionize an electron in the 3p orbital than it is in the 3s orbital. So this explains why it's easier to ionize Al than Mg. This effects outweighs the general trends that we previously looked at. So it's a really good example of when trends don't always align with what we expect. From these arguments, we can use the relative first ionization energy values of Mg and Al as evidence for subshell structures. Scientists love a bit of evidence. So they love talking about these trends. So they feature a lot in the A-level course. Sorry about it, but you've got to learn it. It's kind of interesting though, so it could be worse. Now, question, which period three element has a higher ionization energy, aluminium or magnesium? Now, I hope you picked magnesium, we'd expect aluminium, but for the reasons we've just discussed about subshell structure, it's magnesium. And why is it easier to ionize a 3p electron than a 3s electron? It's because a 3b orbital is higher in energy. So the 3p electron has a lower electrostatic attraction to the positive nucleus, and those 3p electrons are shielded by those 3s electrons. Now, we're going to move on and talk about the impact of electron repulsion on ionization energy. And this can be seen on, by looking at the ionization energies of group 5 and group 6. So we're going to look at phosphorus and sulfate. Both P and S have their outer electrons in the 3p orbital. We're going to go over some electron structures. For phosphorus, it's 1s2, 2s2, 2p6, 
3s2, 3p3. And for sulfur, it's 1s2, 2s2, 2p6, 3s2, 3p4. I feel like I'm reading out a phone number. <laughs> so now we have those electron configurations. The only difference is in that 3p orbital. Phosphorus, 3p3, sulfur, 3p4. So the shielding for each atom's outer electron is identical. Now, sulfur has a higher nuclear charge, so you might expect sulfur to have a higher ionization energy. But uh-uh, this is not the case. Drop the phone, what's going on? Now we need to talk about single versus double occupied orbitals. The phosphorus electron is removed from a singly occupied orbital, but the sulfur electron is removed from a doubly occupied orbital. S has a lower ionization energy because electrons in the same orbital repel each other. Like, electrons are like siblings. They don't get on. They want to get away from each other. So, the electron is easier to remove from a doubly occupied orbital. The single electron in phosphorus is living its best life. It's happy in its orbital. It's like, I'm chilling. I've got loads of space. I don't want to go. That sulfur orbital, there's two electrons in one orbital in that 3p4. And it's like, oh, honey, I need to get out of it. So it's going to take that opportunity. It's going to take that ionization energy. And that electron is going to run. So to recap, remember that P electron is removed from a singly occupied orbital, but the S electron is removed from a doubly occupied orbital. This means it's easier to remove the electron from that sulfur because those two electrons in the orbital repel each other. And this provides some more evidence for the electron structure model we have been using. Let's consolidate what we've covered. It's easier to, why is it easier to remove an electron from a doubly occupied orbital? It's because electrons in the same orbital repel each other. Do you remember the difference between magnesium and aluminium? Remember, the first ionization energy in magnesium removes an electron from a 3s orbital, whereas in aluminium it's from a 3p orbital. This means it's easier to remove from aluminium because they're shielding from that 3s subshell. What, but let's have another question. Why is sulfur expected to have a greater first ionization energy than phosphorus? It's because it has a higher nuclear charge. But remember, for the reasons we've discussed, there's sulfur um, has a doubly occupied orbital, whereas phosphorus is singly occupied. So that's the reason for the difference in ionization energies and why the trends we've talked about don't stick. So I hope this has been a useful episode. We've gone through some really important case studies. It's built on a lot of the factors we've been talking about in previous episodes. So I hope you're feeling confident about ionization energies. Thanks for joining and I will join I will see you or you will hear me in the next episode. Cheers. If this episode's got you in the mood for more revision, then head over to SenecaLearning.com where you can revise all of your A-level subjects absolutely free. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Anchor, then you will find a link in the bio. But if not, just type in SenecaLearning.com and you'll find us. While you're at it, if you could rate us five stars and subscribe or follow to all of our revised podcasts, which cover every subject you need, then that will help other people to find our podcasts.